0: Listening to the Agent Survival Guide Podcast, a podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing, educating, empowering, improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, hosting a Medicare sales event is a great way to grow your business and get to know people in the community. We've got the best practices in Rules for Hosting a Compliant Medicare Sales Event, written by Roxanne Anderson. Are you considering holding a marketing event to get the attention of more Medicare clients? If so, you'll need to follow CMS's rules for hosting sales events. We will help prepare you with a streamlined list containing all the info for your Medicare sales event. And we have all the resources for you in the episode notes. Just want to mention that up front today. Let's start with establishing your event. First, you must determine which type of marketing event you would like to hold. There are two types of sales events, formal and informal. Here's what sets them apart. At a formal sales event, an agent presents plan-specific information to an audience invited to the occasion. With an informal sales event, the agent offers plan info upon request only while at a table, booth, kiosk, or RV. After you decide which type of event you want to hold, next comes the when and where. You must register sales events with the proper parties and hold them in a public setting where individuals do not receive healthcare services. Specifically, what the rule means when they state that is that you may carry out sales activities in common areas of healthcare settings, including common entryways, vestibules, waiting rooms, hospital or nursing home cafeterias, and community, recreational, or conference rooms. But you may not carry out sales activities in exam or hospital patient rooms, treatment areas where patients interact with their provider or provider's team, and pharmacy counter areas where patients interact with pharmacy providers and obtain medications. Avoid sales activities at health fairs or expos where health screening is being provided, to avoid the risk of being perceived as engaging in cherry-picking as well. That's a term we use to define selecting only the healthiest or wealthiest segments of the enrollment population. And it is also discrimination. You cannot target beneficiaries in such a way that only healthy potential enrollees are likely to access meetings and materials. Last but not least, to meet these fundamental requirements, be sure to schedule your event far enough in advance to reserve a suitable space and let everyone know about it. Let's talk about registering your event. Exact reporting deadlines and requirements vary from carrier to carrier, but Carriers are responsible for maintaining accurate records of all their agents' educational events and informal and formal sales events. The earlier you submit your events to carriers, the sooner you'll be able to start advertising them. Getting to know all your carriers' reporting requirements is important. The required lead time for reporting your event varies from carrier to carrier, So register your event as soon as possible. Not registering an event in time with one of the carriers will force you to reschedule it. And furthermore, if you fail to register an event with a carrier, you could lose out on sales commission and have your contract revoked. To learn carriers' reporting requirements, start by looking in your online agent portal for guidance. Reporting often involves submitting an event information form to a sales manager or representative through email or using an online reporting tool. When in doubt, call the carrier's agent support number for help. You can find support numbers and agent portal links all in one place on the Ritter Docs site, and we will have that link for you in the notes. Something else to note. Any event not advertised as quote-unquote educational can be viewed as a marketing event and should be registered as such. That brings us to the fun part, marketing. How do you market a Medicare sales event? While just putting out a flyer with your sales seminar or workshops information on it may seem like the way to go, with Medicare sales events, That is not the case. You must adhere to certain regulations for marketing your sales event. When creating ads or invites, you cannot require potential attendees to provide contact information to RSVP for the event. While you may plan to educate attendees on Medicare programs during your presentation, You cannot say your sales event is quote-unquote educational because educational events fall under a different definition and a different set of requirements. We just did a whole episode on educational events, and you'll find the link to that episode in the notes. For a sales event, you should disclose the products you plan on reviewing in your marketing. Additionally, you must include the following disclaimer on all advertisements and invitations for your event. Quote, for accommodation of persons with special needs at sales meetings, call, and then insert your phone number and the TTY number. End quote. If your event involves marketing Medicare Advantage or Part D, then you must also include the following third-party marketing organization or TPMO disclaimer, on any printed materials distributed before or during the event. Quote, we do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options, end quote. You can promote your gathering online via direct mailers and flyers, or through other forms of media. However, if you cancel the event at least two days in advance, it's a best practice to notify potential attendees via the same advertising channels you used to promote the event. Now, it's time to give your presentation. Sales events allow agents to try to direct potential enrollees or current members toward a plan or set of plans. Many marketing and lead-generating activities are allowed, but there are rules regarding the information you can collect. We'll start out with what you can do at a Medicare sales event. First, if you're holding a sales event immediately after an educational event, you must give attendees the opportunity to leave. At informal sales events, you should let beneficiaries approach you first. Formal sales events are a little different because beneficiaries have already shown interest and have been invited. Sign-in sheets can be used at Medicare sales events, but it must be clearly indicated that providing contact info is optional. Before you start the presentation, name all products and plan types you will cover. Be sure to use only the talking points that have been approved by your carriers and CMS. Feel free to distribute giveaways with your contact information on it, as well as promotional items that include plan name, logo, toll-free number, or a carrier website. Just be sure that those items comply with CMS's Nominal Gifts Ordinances. You can also provide refreshments or light snacks like coffee, soda, fruit, or crackers. But again, you must comply with CMS's Nominal Gift Ordinances. At your Medicare sales event, you are allowed to hand out objective educational materials on Medicare Advantage, Part D prescription drug plans, and other Medicare programs. Additionally, you can distribute star ratings information, the summary of benefits, the pre-enrollment checklist, and the multi-language insert with any enrollment information. You can even collect lead cards, business reply cards, and enrollment applications. Make sure you use the necessary TPMO disclaimer on all printed marketing materials. Feel free to give out your business card to any attendee during a sales event and to arrange follow-up appointments. You can even collect scope of appointment forms for those future follow-up appointments. And then after your sales event, you can call the attendees of the event if they gave express permission at the event for a follow-up call. Just remember, you must have documented permission to contact, or PTC. Now that we know the list of what you can do, we'll flip it over to what's not allowed during Medicare sales events. You cannot request or accept referrals. You can't offer health screenings or similar activities that could seem like or be used for cherry picking, which we defined earlier. You cannot require attendees to use a sign-in sheet. You are not allowed to compare one carrier's plan to another carrier's plan by name without getting written consent from all carriers involved in the comparison, or without having studies or statistical data to back up those comparisons. The comparisons you make must be factually based and cannot be misleading. Do not discuss or cross-sell non-healthcare-related products like annuities or life insurance at a Medicare sales event. Save them for a separate meeting. While holding your sales event, remember that CMS prohibits the use of absolutes or qualified superlatives like calling a plan the best or one of the best. Holding a giveaway during your sales event is a great way to engage your attendees. Just make sure you only use the contact information obtained to let an attendee know if they won a giveaway. And while we're talking about giveaways, remember that you cannot give away cash or other monetary rebates at a Medicare sales event, and you must follow CMS's nominal gift ordinances. Additionally, you can't offer or subsidize a meal or a combination of foods and beverages that could make it seem like you're offering meals. You cannot require attendees to fill out a scope of appointment form or enrollment forms. And you cannot collect enrollment applications unless the enrollee has a valid election. What about cancellations? Life happens and not everything goes as planned, so sometimes you may have to cancel a sales event. While the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements don't require you to submit sales event cancellations in HPMS, you should follow the best practices that we outline here and any policies set forth by your carriers. If you cancel the event within 48 hours of originally scheduled date and time for any reason, including zero attendance, you should do these four things. Submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline. Let the venue know. Be present or have a plan representative present on-site at the original start time, to let potential attendees know about the cancellation and provide them with plan information, unless the cancellation is due to inclement weather. And then remain or have the plan representative remain on site at least 15 minutes after the original start time. If you cancel the event at least 48 hours in advance of its originally scheduled date and time, you still need to submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline and let the venue know. And then tell potential attendees about the canceled event the same way you let them know about it in the first place. And if you cannot do so, you must provide proof substantiating that to all carriers involved. Last but not least, the importance of staying compliant. Remember all those reasons we covered in the previous episode on why it's important to stay compliant when holding a Medicare educational event? They fit for Medicare sales events as well. Don't forget, during your event, you may unknowingly speak with a secret shopper. By treating all attendees with respect and following the rules, you can ensure a secret shopper will only have good things to report. Conducting a compliant Medicare sales event might seem intimidating. However, you shouldn't let that stop you from adding them to your list of strategies to grow your insurance business. Remember, we are always here to help with any questions, so you have nothing to fear. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, all the resources we mentioned today are located in the episode notes. Happy selling. We will see you next episode.